This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. This is without question the most comfortable red sweater I've had on in six years. Uh, playoffs? What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm f***ing pissed off. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Come around. Reverses it. And the pass goes into the end zone. The Nick and it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. Alba inside. It's Messi. And welcome back to your favorite podcast, the almost world-famous Wide Open Sports Cast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've been enjoying the world of sports and the world of health as much as me. And don't forget that you can reach out to us on Twitter at Wide Open underscore sports. And also follow us on SoundCloud at Wide Open Sportscast. And make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes as well. I am Fett. I am Rick. And uh, good to be back. It's been it's been good to be back. Um, took a took a little while for us to be back, and we wanted to uh, to do a little uh, World Cup coverage a little bit earlier. Um, but uh, if you don't mind, I'm gonna say a couple things. Uh, All you, dude. Uh, infor- unfortunately, on uh, June 23rd, um, I lost my mother to cancer. Um, she was. 54 years old, um, and it, it, it hit pretty fast. We found out around the time in between Easter and early April uh, that she had stage 4 cancer, and it hit hard. Um, and in the past couple weeks, um, uh, it, it was coming to an end. It finally came to an end on the 23rd on Saturday. Um I am gonna miss her. Uh, we're, we're honoring her a little bit because we're playing a little uh, Beach Boys, which is uh, which is her favorite band. Um, I am gonna miss her, um, but she has done a lot for me in my life. Um, she was she was she never listened to the podcast unless I I sat her down and we listened together. But uh, she would always ask me every week how is uh. How's yours and uh, Feds' podcast doing? Um, oh. She was she was happy that I I was doing something like this. Uh, it was it was uh, unfortunate that I lost her so soon, but she lived fifty four wonderful years, and she did a damn good job living them. Mm-hmm. And uh, little Beach Boys to honor her. Uh, rest in peace, Mom. I will always miss you. She raised a phenomenal son rick uh thank you and just know that we are here for you all of us to support you and your family if you need us we're always here from you and you know like they say for those that loved us never really leave us yes of course so never forget that and just know that we are all here for you and we are praying for you and your family i appreciate that um and uh thank you for all the listeners that we have because uh it's it's fun doing this. It really is. Yeah. Um, especially, it, it especially, really is. especially in times like this, it's it's nice to get your head out of there for a little bit and uh, talk some sports. Mm-hmm. So, um, without further ado, uh, I'm gonna let Fed start on this because 
you uh, you've been uh, yeah, you pretty know. pretty happy about uh, well yeah I would say pretty happy about this World Cup so far. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Uh, got a lot of stories coming out of it. I mean, first off, you can't talk about the World Cup without talking about the biggest story of this World Cup yet. Germany eliminated. It's in the group stage. You lost to South Korea. Yeah, South Korea. Did you uh did you see uh the the video? There's two different videos. Uh there was Mexican fans lifting up an old South yes, Korean man through the streets. Yes, that was in San Jose actually yeah, where they I, were watching that where the earthquakes play. And then uh <laughs> the other one was uh, Mexicans went to the embassy. They had the South Korean uh a representative come out and yes. they made him take tequila shots. Yes. <laughs> And I don't know if you saw it too, a flashback to 2014 World Cup where Germany beat Brazil 7-1 in front of their own fans and sent Brazil to the third place game. Germany obviously went on to go win the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Brazilian fans hosted a funeral for Germany's World Cup hopes. Really? And carried a casket down the main streets of Rio with a German flag on it and buried it burying germany oh my god oh my god fans out there are ridiculous um, that is the third straight world cup in which the defending champion is out in phase one the italians failed to advance to the to the uh, knockout round in 2010 and the spanish did not advance in the knockout round in 2014 so germany is continuing continuing the trend in rick again i said it in our preview show I didn't think it was going to be the all-out downfall of Germany not even making the, the the round of 16, but Germany lacked that goal scorer, that Neymar, yeah. that Messi, yeah. that Kane, the Ronaldos, the Griezmanns, who was going to get that goal when you needed it, and it showed. I mean, and it... the first round lost to Mexico, first game. Second game, Tony Cruz hits a hell of a free kick to save them against yeah. Sweden. And then they lose to South Korea, who was already pretty much eliminated. Yeah, and I mean another big thing about the Germany squad was their defense was pretty bad. They they mm-hmm. let so many long balls get to the striker and the attackers way too much, and that's how a lot of the goals were scored against them. And they had their chances, but again, they couldn't score because they didn't have that guy that they can turn to and score the goals for them. It's they definitely had their opportunities. So it's it's not crazy because obviously it's done before the Spanish, the Italians also didn't make it after they won the World Cup, but that German team was favored to win again. Yeah. Cuz they looked so good on paper. Is it the pressure that they weren't able to repeat or was it the hangover of we've been here before? It's uh, it, I don't know. It, it didn't look like they were all that there mentally. Mm-hmm. Mentally, it didn't look like they were all that there. To and, quote and when... a former German player, he said, Mesut Ozil, who is one of Germany's key playmakers, had the body language of a dead fish. Yes. And I... that sentence pretty much summed up Germany's performance. And when they when they lost that first game, they just they didn't look that motivated. They almost tied against uh, Sweden. Yeah. And... Take nothing away from Sweden somehow pulling out that group, I mean, beating Mexico the way that they did. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that was that was yeah. Sweden was did an amazing job, 
But also at the, at the end, I mean, Germany didn't play horrible during the South Korea game, but they weren't able to finish. They didn't have that goal score. Mm-hmm. And that's why they lost 2-0. People are saying that it's karma because after the Germany-Sweden game, the German and Sweden coaches got into it. The German coaches yeah, started was... making fun of the Swedish coaches, and the one German coach pushed a Sweden's coach. And then here we are, Sweden advancing, winning the group. Germany's packing up and going home. Yeah. Not the first time that Germany has lost in Russia. No, it is not. Just got to put that out there. Uh, so obviously that's the shock result. Germany goes home. Uh, Argentina almost joined that list as well. Imagine Argentina going out as well. Uh, they got the last second advancement. They tied Iceland in their first game 1-1 and then were embarrassed, demolished by Croatia 3-0. And then luckily they got bailed out and they had to beat Nigeria. Not tie. They had to beat Nigeria to advance and that took an 84th minute from an unlikely hero Marcus Rojo of Manchester United a defender to get into the box and score and they advanced along with Croatia winning that group um I I, this Argentina is not that convincing either no it's messy or nothing yeah I mean so many so many different teams though are like that I mean Portugal Ronaldo. Yep, that's that's a little feedback from uh, Feds's uh, computer there. Sound uh, off. Um, yeah. Re- um, Argentina just is not. Again, like I literally just said, there's no other way to put it. It's either Messi, or it's nobody. And other teams know that. So when you can put four or five guys on Messi and know no one else is going to hurt you, you're going to be okay. And I, I, there was a lot of people this week on at least on like sports talk radio that I was listening to, saying things like Messi isn't that good. But like you said, when you put four or five guys on him, eventually he does get around him. But it's a lot harder than um, facing just one and guy. And for all those people that said that on sports talk, Messi is not that good. Watch that first goal he had against Nigeria oh God, when yes. he cr- controlled it off of his thigh and then tapped it to himself and scored with his right foot. He is a lefty, by the way. Yeah. And they were saying the crazy thing was after the Nigeria game, a reporter went to Messi and said, this is my mom's lucky rose. I want you to have it, and hopefully it brings us luck. And then during the Nigeria post-conference after the Croatian game when the guy had given it to him, the guy said, do you remember me? I gave you that rose. And he goes, oh, yeah, look, he put it in his sock. Uh-huh. And it was in his left foot during the game. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Um, and so Argentina is going to survive. They will move on. Maradona prefers Coke over Pepsi. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. If you didn't see those pictures or any of those videos or anything. I don't don't really care about that. (laughs) That looked, dude, he looked like he was on another planet in another galaxy. (laughs) Flip it. Bleacher Report put out a funny picture it was the score nigeria won argentina and it was just maradona holding up the two middle fingers flipping off nigeria fans. nice <laughs> that was pretty funny um france also france won their group but really hasn't impressed no they barely got by australia it i i don't see it from france i really haven't they it's like they're, they're, those... they played more collectively than germany did 
Yes, but that's still not saying a lot. That's still not saying a lot. And their first game is against Argentina. Which I think is the game of the underwhelming teams, because I really expected both. Especially, I, I kind of saw this coming from Argentina in a way that they barely qualified for the World Cup, and it's messy or nothing. But that France team is so stacked. And it's almost like there's so many individuals, they just can't get it to click. Yeah. Between I- Mbappe, Griezmann... Dembele, Giroud, there's so much talented attacking players on that team. It's... Maybe they were resting their players before their, uh, their well, first round. Well, so bracket that was the round. funny thing is, so they played their starters through the first two, and then they rested for their third game. And I didn't agree with that move from the champs because why would you rest your team when your starters haven't even gelled yet? Like, if you watch England and Belgium today, we're recording on June 28th. A Thursday. If you watch England and Belgium today, they rested their players. The game was crap. But both teams with their starters on the field look phenomenal. Belgium had a big win 5-2 over Tunisia. England beat Panama convincingly 6-1. So they have shown that their starters have clicked and have gelled and their starters are ready to perform. France, not so much. Yeah. Being honest. Not so much. So that was a little um, confusing to me um england even though they did lose today to belgium it was resting a lot of players it was basically a game that both teams even though they didn't come out and directly say it wanted to lose because it puts them on the quote-unquote easier side of the bracket yeah um they've looked good harry kane leading the golden boot race with five i'm i'm a little surprised about that i mean i knew he was gonna be up there but i thought something like ronaldo was... Ronaldo's right there with four. Yeah. Lukaku has four, but he took a knock. And obviously, again, Belgium rested everybody today as well. Um, well a few Russian players were there. Russia came out of nowhere. Yeah, Russia was unbelievable. Like, yeah. that was, I mean... Until they ran into Uruguay. Yeah, And then true. they got smoked. Yes, they got smoked by Uruguay, but their first game, they won 5 nothing. Yeah. And, and everyone was like, oh, Saudi Arabia is dreadful. And then Saudi Arabia actually didn't do all that bad when they no. played Uruguay. And then they beat Egypt in the, the last moment. Yeah. So that came absolutely out of nowhere. Um, they were definitely a surprise team for me. Uh, I am surprised with how well England is doing. Because they are so young, again, Kane really carrying the load. But they're clicking. Southgate has them going. Um, But, again, we are going to see if they can continue that into the round of 16, the young three Lions. But everyone in England is saying football is coming home, meaning the World Cup will return to the birthplace of football. So we're going to see. But this England team is definitely going to be dangerous in the future if they don't get it done this year because they were a very young team. They definitely do have... They're on that quote-unquote weaker side of the bracket, so they technically won by losing today to Belgium. Belgium also looks very good as well. Oh, they... I mean, right now, they're they're probably my favorites. Yeah. They're They're looking good. Everything's clicking for them. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. Kevin De Bruyne currently leads the World Cup in chances created with eight. And in England's Kieran Trippier, the right back, has seven for most chances created, which says why they look so good. Yeah. They have players who are producing a lot of chances, and England has Kane, Belgium has Hazard and Lukaku. You have people who are going to convert your chances. Um, Croatia was a huge surprise for me. Yeah. 
But that midfield of Modric, Rakitic, Perisic, Mandzukic up top, that's it's kind of like it's it's hidden it's sneaky. Yeah, hidden sneakiness. Yeah, like that is a very 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 creative midfield that when they played Argentina completely shut them down because then again, if you want to go into a midfield battle, it's you have Modric, Perisic, Rakitic. And really the really the Kovacic. midfield the midfield is the core of uh, a football team and Argen- or soccer whatever. And Argentina had Messi. Yeah. It's about it. Yeah. Exactly. And Willie Caballero in goal. That was the biggest hit Nigeria took um, when their star player, Willie Caballero, was benched for Argentina. Yeah. Um, he had two pretty costly evers, uh, channeled his inner uh, carius and <laughs> completely goofed. Uh, and then Sweden. I think a lot of people didn't take Sweden for granted because they were a team that beat Italy to make it to the World Cup. But I think they're kind of proving that they're actually that good. They are. I mean, they played great. And shockingly, soldiers. it's with Zlatan not a part of the team. Yeah, right. They, you know that that may be something. Some of these some of these teams have been doing so well without mm. the the country's biggest star playing for them. Like in four years, I mean, Ronaldo says this is his last uh, World Cup, correct? Yes, it should I, be. I wonder how well Portugal is going to do without Ronaldo. <laughs> I mean, for real. I, it, it's but it's, it's either going to be great because now it's not just play through Ronaldo. Yeah, it's not past the Italian. It's, it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. You, you know the saying: you play for ninety minutes, the score ends zero zero, and then the Germans win. <laughs> Even though the Germans did not win this time. Yep. They te- they technically lost two nothing after the ninetieth minute um, to South Korea. Um, disappointments. Obviously, you got to go with the Germans. Yeah, of course. Been in the world champs not qualifying for the next round. Um, I was very, very disappointed by Egypt. Uh, I mean, I was because I wanted Mo Salah to do well. And I think a lot of people did too. I mean, and he did all right, but also Still at the same two goals. He scored two goals, but he didn't get a lot of chances. Dude, again, I think a lot of people were saying if you had to be a one-man team for who is going to carry you, you yeah. would say, yeah, Mo Salah is, is the person to carry you. But they couldn't even get the ball to him. Yeah. Which just shows his importance to the team. And then they did get unlucky resting him against Uruguay. And Uruguay had the last second game winner against them after, you know, playing hard. You know, that could have changed some things. But Uruguay was always going to make it out of that group. But, again, I think a big surprise is how well Russia has actually been playing. Yeah. I mean, maybe uh, – I don't know if Poon is uh... – Paid off some of the rest there, but I mean. So we are talking about the first game, Russia and Putin um, is sitting up there with the one of the lead officials for Saudi Arabia. Can you imagine the amount of politics talk that was going on during that game? Oil importing nation, yep. oil exporting nation. Mm-hmm. I actually I, I saw a pretty uh, messed up meme. That was, um, it started with Putin and the guy from Saudi Arabia sitting there shaking hands and it said zero zero beneath them. Then the next panel says, loser has to respect human rights. And then <laughs> oh it's Putin, it's five nothing Russia, and Putin just like raising his hands, like, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And then another one was, um, for Saudi Arabia, it was the Saudi Arabian guy, like, shaking, like, oh, okay, like, oh well. And it said, well, when you give up five goals in the first round of the World Cup, but you remember that you can go home and cut your goalie's hands off. Jesus Christ. 
Oh my god. The internet is dark and full of terrorist people. Yes, it is. Uh, so let's take a look through our round of 16. Oh, speaking of which, um, before we get there, uh, so I was doing a World Cup Survivor tournament with um, a bunch of the kids that I coach for our soccer program at school. How'd so you do? we all got drawn a team. And we had to root for that team to go on and win the World Cup. But we also gave out prizes for if your team did bad. For example, like 32 teams, 32 kids, 31 kids are going to lose if it's only the kid winning the World Cup. So we're giving a, a, a prize for who has the leading goal scorer. So right now that's Kane. We're doing one for who scores the most goals overall in the tournament. Right now that's Belgium. Uh one we did is the lowest ranked team to advance to the round of 16. Do you know which team that is? According to the FIFA World Rankings, who is the lowest ranked team to advance to the round of 16? Um, Russia? Russia. Yeah. Russia was 31 out of 32. Wow. And then we did an award and a prize for the team that had the worst record in the World Cup. Which team technically finished dead last in group stage? If you're going to go by like goal differential as a tiebreaker, Saudi? No, because they won. They beat Egypt. Oh yeah. Uh... This team did have zero points. It did not win a game. Uh, shoot. I don't want to cheat. I don't know who. Panama. Really? Guess who had Panama? You did? I had Panama. Nice. <laughs> so I'm winning a prize from our soccer program at school for being chosen as the worst team in the World Cup. What do you what do you get? I get like a brick <laughs> that's inscribed and says World Cup Survivor oh my last God. place. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice dude. Started from the bottom, now we here. <laughs> Let's do the uh, round of sixteen. Yeah, so the round of sixteen, this is what we're looking at. Um in the so-called, and again, uh, being a soccer coach and someone who analyzes it a lot, if you're going to really go far and you're going to win this tournament, eventually you're going to have to run into the big boys. When you get into the quarter and the semifinals, every single team is there for a reason. Every single team is good. Yep. Um, the analysts are calling the left side of the bracket the quote-unquote group of death. Uh, I'm not really sure if I am feeling that. I do agree it is pretty tough. But both sides, you know, it's not going to be an easy walk. Again, if you're going to win the World Cup, you're going to have to eventually beat some of the big boys. Um, the first match is to, uh, Saturday. There's no games tomorrow, so I can actually go out and socialize with people. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, the first game... France, Argentina. And again, what I'm calling the game of the underwhelmers. Uh, Argentina. I'm going to go with Argentina for the fact that France rested their players, took their foot off the gas when they didn't even look good in the first place. All right. I think that's going to be a difference maker. Uh, and then Uruguay and Portugal. That's good. I think that's going to be a better game than people think. I think so, too. I, I 100% agree with that statement. But I, I am going to go with Portugal. Yeah, you can't say no about Ronaldo. And then, I'm all I'm saying, if Portugal and Argentina win, quarterfinals are Messi versus Ronaldo. Yeah, exactly. And we had said that that could happen in our preview show. I would love to see that. 
Uh, next we have what I also think is going to be a phenomenal game. If Mexico can fix their problems that they had against Sweden, will be Brazil-Mexico. Because, uh, I mean, Brazil yeah. has been good, but again, has really yet to impress, in my opinion. They needed two late goals to win their second game. They barely squeaked by in their first one. And their third one, they were pretty much already in. Like, I, I've expected a little bit more than Brazil. Not France and Argentina bad, but I've expected a little bit more from Brazil. Yeah, but, I mean, it is Brazil, and you you probably do expect them to get to they can at flick least the quarterfinals. Quarter yeah. so. I think they will. I think they'll beat Mexico. Yeah. Uh, and then Belgium, Japan. Belgium. Uh, Belgium. Yeah, I mean, Belgium. Belgium probably is going at, at least to the semifinals. Yeah, B- Belgium, Brazil. Imagine that one side of the bracket, the quarterfinals would could be, if our predictions are correct, Messi versus Ronaldo, and then Brazil against Belgium. Yeah. Unreal. Right. We're getting to the good stuff here, folks. Um, and then on the right side, the quote-unquote weaker side of the bracket, um, we have Spain and Russia. I'm taking Spain. We saw what happened when yeah. Russia ran into a good team. Yeah, I, and, uh, yeah. I mean, nothing against Saudi Arabia and Egypt, but they could arguably be, be two of the worst teams there. Yeah, I, I would go Spain as well. Yeah. Um, Croatia-Denmark. This is going to be another game that I really think is going to go under the radar because it's Modric versus Eriksson. Yeah, but I think Croatia... Two very creative players, but Croatia just has the numbers. The yeah, guns. Croatia is going to keep surprising you, I think. Denmark has Eriksson. Yeah. Croatia has Modric. Rakitic. Perisic. Kovacic coming off the bench. The list goes on for the amount of game-changing playmakers that can come on for Croatia. So that's why I'll give the nod to Croatia. Same. Uh, Sweden and Switzerland. I'm going to go Sweden. I think I have to go Sweden too. I mean, this is. I mean, I hate hate that we're agreeing on everything, but Sweden just. I mean, besides the the one game which they let 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 go from Germany, mm-hmm. they uh, look good. They they looked very good. I mean, even during the German game, that was that was head and head until that just amazing goal by Germany and Switzerland. Uh, who knows if they're going to have their two star players, um, Jaka and Shakiri. Because both are facing possible discipline for, I don't know if you saw that game against Serbia. When they scored, they threw up the double eagle representing Albanian pride. And there's currently a lot of riff and political tension going on between the Albanians and the Serbians. And FIFA doesn't want political gestures being brought into the game. So Shakiri and Xhaka are both facing possible two-match bans. That would be interesting. but. I mean, I don't think they're going to need it. No. Uh, and then lastly, Colombia and England is going to be a great game. But I'm going to give the nod to England here for one reason. Colombia might not have James Rodriguez. He came in today, played like 20 minutes, had to be subbed off for an injury. Yeah. But I can see Colombia sneaking this out. But I think England just looks so good. England overall just looks so together. Yeah. If Colombia has James, it's going to be more of a challenge. And then, I mean, and then England's going to get Sweden. I'll take England there. So maybe football is coming home, but then they'll run into the Spanish probably in the semifinals. And... <laughs> oh, well, good old England. Yep. 
So All right. that's some of the stuff with our World Cup. Again, you could feel free to reach out on us, interact with some of our polls at the wide open underscore sports Twitter feed at wide open underscore sports. Um, we actually got a like from Barstool the other day. No shit, really? I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, we uh, it's going to lead into our next topic with the uh, NBA awards. I tweeted a picture at them saying, who did it better? And the one picture was Bill Russell flipping off Charles Barkley. And then the second picture was of Maradona flipping off the Nigeria fans. And Barstool Sam actually liked the tweet. Nice. So, shout out to Barstool. Nice. We're, we're getting there. Almost world famous. Yeah, right. Keywords. Almost world famous. Not people. really. <laughs> so, um, let's get into some of the NBA awards. Other than Bill Russell flipping people off, I gave him the award for best gesture of the night. Yep. Who did do it better? Bill Russell just looking at the cameras being like... <laughs> or coked up Maradona just screaming, flipping off all the Nigeria fans. Oh, it's definitely Bill Russell. Yeah. Just uh, the way he was I, I'm, like, I'm homering it for the American, Bill yeah, Russell. The way he was just like, hey, Yeah. You. That's funny because you don't exactly expect it. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about our MVP? Uh, Well-deserved. I mean, he he achieved so much this year. Harden did. Yeah. Um, and... It, it would be surprising. I, I I never I didn't see how many votes the other other people got, but I'm sure it was pretty landslide. And it's been coming for a while. Now. Yeah, and, it's uh, really been coming for a while. And then uh, it's funny Westbrook, Harden, and Durant now have MVPs. Yeah, just imagine if they all stayed on that same team together. Just imagine. I'm sure they would have been fine with not all three of them having MVPs yeah. and having some championships there. Um, Ben Simmons, sophomore of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ben Simmons wins Rookie of the Year over Spider Mitchell. I mean, I yeah, you say sophomore of the year, but I, I never take that from him because no, I mean, I, like Ben Simmons deserved it. Because I mean, like during the uh, it was all Ben Simmons. the Crosby uh, Ovechkin Rookie of the Year went mm-hmm. back then. I mean, there was a year in between where Crosby, I believe, was drafted first, and that was the year of the lockout. Yeah. So I mean, you can't really take that away from. No, him. I, I'm, I'm, I totally agree. Ben Simmons totally deserved it. Um, I would give it to him. Look at, look at where he got the Sixers to. Yes. Trust the process. Um, Dwayne Casey, Coach of the Year. Why are you laughing? Uh, it's kind of awkward. Yeah. Kind of awkward. Um. So, what do you think about that? The Coach of the Year got fired. Yeah, I. I understand that that is very awkward, but I mean, that definitely um, that definitely puts his marketability up there. Mm-hmm. I would say so. It's good for him. I mean, if anything, the NBA did him a favor by making him coach of the year. Yeah, definitely is going to make him a lot more marketable to a lot of teams. Yes. So good for him. Um, and then most improved. I also totally agree with this, Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. Now, so here's the question: Before we go into talking about the draft. The Russell Westbrook effect. Kevin Durant leaves Oklahoma City, goes to the Warriors, wins the title. Uh-huh. Oladipo leaves the Thunder, gets the most improved player of the year, and takes the Pacers to seven against LeBron and the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Paul George today said that he is opting out of his contract and is going to go in the free agency. I don't blame him. Paul George be the next one to take a big step in his career and get back to his old self i know the lakers want him or lakers fans want him well 
Well, I mean, did. But before we get to the draft, LeBron watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's looking more and more likely that LeBron will be heading to the city of Angels. He he reached out to Kevin Durant saying, "Hey, let's go to the Lakers together." <laughs> so that's already been in the conversation. God help us all. Uh, but obviously they're trying to pull. No, Durant is gonna stay. Yeah, he, he's not leaving the Warriors. He'd be crazy to leave the Warriors. Um, LeBron looking like he is more likely to go there. We actually have kind of a funny, questionable call about that when we get to it. Uh, the Lakers have reopened conversation with the Spurs to get Kawhi Leonard. I think that's going to be a big pull, and the Lakers are basically offering the Spurs equivalent to what the um, Celtics gave the Cavs for Kyrie. Yeah. But the Spurs want more. I, I don't blame him for wanting more because, really, I mean, what, what the Cav- – so, for example, what the Cavaliers got back for Kyrie – wasn't that wasn't that awesome? I mean, no. there's there were we, definitely we saw what happened. There are definitely some pieces that were decent. <laughs> oh, excuse me, uh, but uh, not awesome. Yeah. So I hundred percent agree with them wanting more. Uh, I don't think they should be too greedy though, because at this point, I mean, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, it's obvious he doesn't want to play for the Spurs. But you also have to remember, too, if you're in the spot of the Spurs, and even the Thunder, even though they're losing Paul George a free agency, yeah, is your probably, if the Spurs agreed to that trade, Kawhi goes to the Lakers, Paul George goes, and then LeBron goes to the Lakers, you have gifted the West another super team. Yeah, that, that is true. But also, another thing that people aren't thinking about does Kawhi Leonard really want to play with LeBron James? Dude, can you? Oh my God! I mean, I it would be awesome for them. I mean, that would be a great team. But does Kawhi Leonard really want to be underneath LeBron James? Like what happened when Kawhi Kyrie went to Boston? Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. It's it's obvious he wants to be the leader. I mean, and he, and and he should not, be. And it's not like he's ring chasing. Yeah, he's already won. The yeah. only one there who would be ring chasing is PG thirteen. Yeah, exactly. So, and LeBron is. In a way, kind of ring chasing because uh, he needs to, he wants to go and get more. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I, if he, I, if I mean, he everyone wasn't... is everyone is always ring chasing. I mean, people are more desperate. Like, kind of yeah. what you're saying about like PG. If LeBron wasn't that desperate to keep winning, he would stay in Cleveland. Yes, but LeBron wants to win, and honestly, if if LeBron leaves Cleveland, I for a while I thought LeBron was going to stay in Cleveland. If LeBron leaves Cleveland, I don't think it's going to be. It, it, it won't be as heartbreaking as the first time. Because it, he got the mission done. He got the mission done. And he said, like, yo, I don't want the fanfare. I don't want the the nice elaborate speeches and the PowerPoints and the celebrities taking me out to dinner. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But um, we'll keep you up to date on LeBron Watch. He has to decide very, very soon what he's doing. So you'll be getting that answer. Uh, speaking to the, um, moving over to the draft, DeAndre Ayton goes first to Phoenix. Everyone probably Ooh, saw shocking. that coming. Yeah. Stays in Arizona. Marvin Bagley has the privilege of going to play for the Kings. Yeah, maybe someday they'll get back to their glory days yeah. in the early 2000s. Um, Luka Doncic was picked by Atlanta and Trey Burke was picked by Dallas and they flipped locations. So now Luka Doncic and... Dennis Smith Jr. in Dallas. Hmm. Power moves by Mark Cuban there. Yeah, good moves. 
Uh, and then Mikhail Bridges was picked by the Sixers in a real feel-good story. A hometown hero from Philly, played for Nova, won a national championship with Nova. Mom, mom works for the 76ers. Sixers, and then they traded him. <laughs> that got real awkward real fast. Probably, <laughs> probably arguably more awkward than uh, Dwayne Casey. The, the funny thing is that the Eagles tweeted out um, something saying, the last time a Philadelphia team picked one of their own in the draft it worked out pretty well and it was brian westbrook he went to villanova ah, you know, okay. ret- number retired with the eagles legendary eagles running back and then the trade got announced and the eagles just tweeted oops <laughs> <laughs> um so to trust the process there uh who know i know a lot of people listening to like the fanatic and local talk here uh people are not happy about the sixers draft yeah uh there were it was kind of questionable. They had all the all they had all those picks, and it was almost like they didn't really fill what they needed. Yeah, especially because most likely, like like you said, I mean, LeBron LeBron's is not going. LeBron's not going. So most most likely, probably ninety percent sure. There's I'll leave, I'll leave ten percent there. Yeah, ninety percent sure he's not going to Philly. But now though, if the end. The NBA is transitioning to almost like a positionless like league where you used to have like a traditional two guards, two forwards, and two centers. Now it's can you shoot a three ball? All right, get out there. Yeah. Go. Then why do you look at this draft? Besides for like Trey Burke, so many of the big names are big men. Yeah. So well, no, this be- is this 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 could uh this draft could transition it back mm-hmm. to uh I wouldn't say nineties like ball, because that was definitely more physical. Right. I would say uh, 2000, early, like like 2010-ish. Yeah. Yeah, probably like that. So. Uh, so that'll be, I think, something interesting to watch. And again, I really enjoyed the NBA this year. Yeah, I did too. Even though the semifinals were, and then the finals was the finals, I thoroughly enjoyed the NBA this year. Um, and that'll be really interesting to see. Because I like that. I like the presence of big men. Yeah. I like watching like the oh, big no, men. Oh, no, big men that play is a lot of fun. Speaking of big men, Joel Embiid is going to be on the cover of NBA Live 19. I mean, that's pretty funny. Did you I, see I, the I mean, it's not funny, but I mean, that's pretty good. Did you see the quote today what was that, that he had? What? They were asking Joel Embiid about how humble he is. He's like, I like to let the other guy know that they suck. Well, uh, you know what's funny about uh, Joel Embiid? Um, I was watching uh, my, one of my favorite shows on YouTube. It's called, uh, it's called uh, Hot Ones. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they interview uh, celebrities, sports, uh, sports athletes, things like that. And what they do is they eat hot wings during the interview. Oh, that's really and cool. And there's, there's ten hot wings. But the idea of the show is it's it's a different sauce per wing, and it gets progressively hotter to an, an insane amount of heat. And a lot of times, like these athletes, I have like, to watch that. That's awesome. It, yeah, it's 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 a great show. It's such a good concept because it's like a I don't like watching like celeb interviews, but it's a lot of fun to watch these interviews. Uh, they had Joel Embiid uh, on there today because because uh, it's every Thursday they release a new episode, and uh, they had him on there today because he was promoting the uh, NBA 2K19 uh, cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he they they talked they were talking about that, and one of the questions was like, uh, "Do you like?" Uh, I heard heard you were like a big trash talker uh, in video games. He was talking about one time uh, he was trash talking one of his teammates so badly that the teammate nearly missed the window, but nearly threw out a controller out his apartment window. Uh, 
he, the dude loves the trash talk and he loves yeah. playing video games. He says he, he loves trash talking on video games. And when he plays online, he prefers people not recognizing him online. So he, he's able to trash talk a lot more because if people do recognize him, he's like, I can't trash talk this guy. This is going to be like put on TMZ. See, yeah. <laughs> this will be breaking news on Sports Center in the morning. Yeah. Um, so that was some of our talk with the NBA awards. Now let's bump over to the NHL awards. Yeah, man. Hall is heart. Taylor Hall, the first player in New Jersey Devils franchise history to win MVP. Never thought it was going to happen. No. no. Knowing the uh, Devils track record. He literally broke his own franchise point streak in the same season. Yeah. He like broke it, got hurt came back and broke it again yeah so it was a phenomenal season for taylor hall yeah it was awesome. a, a phenomenal season um i absolutely love watching him uh play this year and again he, he was the most valuable player he he literally put the devils on his back and got them to the playoffs 100 percent, 100 who was one of our friends was saying claude Giroux deserved it over taylor hall i mean he always says that yeah that's, he does that's goose yeah good old goose <laughs> um Pekka Renning winning goalie of the year? Uh, not bad. No, not at all. Um, the Calder, the rookie of the year, went to Matt Barzel of the Islanders. And, uh, he was awesome. And, dude, who know Now you yeah. have Lou Lamarillo as your GM, mm-hmm. and you just got the Stanley Cup winning coach. Yeah, I mean, and... Not a bad duo. But, but I mean, John Tavares has not re-signed yet. Yeah. So that's that's a big question right Fortunately, there. Fortunately, I already said the Devils are out of the race. I mean, I figured that. But, yeah. I mean, also there's nothing today. Uh, Devils are possibly looking into JVR. That would be great. Bring him back home. Yeah, exactly. That'd be amazing. Um, another one totally deserves. Not trying to be biased here, Rick and I being big Devils fans, but this, was, this award was announced and the nominees were announced, and you knew who was going to win it, and that was Brian Boyle. Yeah, um, I mean, that was a landslide. Diagnosed with leukemia and playing through it and coming back and being such a great person for the sport. Brian Boyle, you, you can't give that to anybody else. Um, they might as well re- release any of the other nominees because you knew he was going to get that one. And then Jack, the Jack Adams Award for Coach of the Year goes to Gerard Gallant of the Golden Knights. Again, who else are you going to give that award to? Taking a franchise, a brand new expansion franchise to the Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, the the whole Vegas thing is just still unbelievable to this point. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the only other team that did it was the St. Louis Blues as a expansion team. But, I mean, if you think about it back then, they did it a two-playoff series, two-round playoff series, so it was a lot easier to get there, as well as they were playing against a lot of different expansion teams. So Versus they, the Golden Knights are the only expansion team, and they had to go through four rounds, had one of the best records in the NHL, and won their division at yeah. the same time. Yeah, that they, they they're far far ahead of what the late '60s St. Louis Blues did. Yeah, totally. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing. And Rick, something I love about the NHL is the NHL awards and how many they have. And it just I love like how special it is. Yes. It's not just like rookie of the year, player of the year, coach of the year. Every single trophy has a name for it. There's a meaning for it. They have awards that go to the best defenseman, defenseman with the most goals, best offensive defender. Like there's so many great awards. Yeah, I to but to counteract that, 
I, I agree. Like I do I do think a lot of these awards are well deserved, but if you flood so many awards, I mean that's like giving out second place trophies. Like part yeah, participation trophies. Yeah. Like I mean that it's it's best nice. Wa- best a lot a lot of these people do deserve it, but I mean they've added trophies in the recent years, like the Marc Messier mm-hmm. one. But what was the Marc Messier one? For? I think it's like a leader. Okay. Yeah, like leader award. Um which I mean it makes sense that Marc Messier is the name on that award. Yeah. But also at the same time, I mean if you give all these trophies out, I, I feel like there's less and less meaning. But, I mean, they do get, do a good job. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of players, I think, rightfully so. I mean, there's been other years in the past where I think other players should, like, receive, like, Vesnas and stuff. But, I I mean, it it's a little too much, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. So... That was some great stuff with the NHL and the NBA awards. And again, you can reach out to us at wide open underscore sports to give us your take. Already excited for hockey. It's only 100 days till the Devils face off again. Nice. So it's going to be here sooner than we know it. Uh, before we jump into this week's questionable call, we haven't been able to talk about it a little bit. But in my opinion, I think it's because it's not even close. Uh, the MLB. Yeah. It's not even close. Oops. Sorry. Uh Red Sox, Yankees, Astros. Take your pick. Uh, I mean, Astros, I think, are far ahead of everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but not too far. Oh, I, 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 let me take that back. They're ahead. Red Sox are definitely right on their heels. The Yankees are trailing a little far farther behind them. Yeah, currently, right now, the Red Sox have the best record in baseball. The Yankees are a half game back as well as the Astros. I mean, but the Red Sox and Yankees... Uh, I mean, they're definitely the two most dominant teams. The other teams in their division, I mean, they have the Baltimore Orioles, both, which is which is a disgrace of the, a franchise right now. The Rays are the closest at 15 games back. Yeah, the Rays, and it's in it's still it's almost it's like almost July. We're not even at the midway point, and both teams are 15. And games it's funny clear. is the Rays are trying to tank this year. It seems like, uh, but they've they've won big games, so yeah. maybe they're not. They may they have. A very far chance of getting a wild card, but I mean they have a chance. Yeah. Um, you're not the Orioles bad. Yeah, you're not the Orioles bad. Um, Astros, I think their division has been a little bit harder, and they've they've won bigger games and bigger spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think overall as a team, they're probably my number one. Number two is uh, the Red Sox. How about this? Uh, was it JD Martinez? Yep. Uh, first Red Sox ever to hit 25 home runs before July 1st. Yeah. And that is so shocking. Like I would have expected that number. Shocking! A big money Red Sox signing paying off. Yeah, well, that that too. I mean, every (laughs) single cent right there is actually working out, which is also really shocking. Yeah, but I mean, you would think like someone like uh, Big Poppy would have had that. Poppy, Yaz, Fisk, Ted Williams. Yes, uh, but they don't. I mean, JD Martinez has it. I mean, good for him. I'm not. Yeah, dude, he has been great. I'm not taking anything away from JD Martinez. He's done an amazing job. We got better getting rid of Hanley. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Wow. Who actually got off to a very good start and then went back to being Hanley, and we're like, yeah. okay. But uh, we've I would, seen this before. I my shocking number, kind of like my number four. I mean, I know, I know it's supposed to be like top three that we're going to be doing, but number four, Brewers. Brewers have they have looked good. They've been great and shockingly great. Um, no one expected that as they they expect them to do well and be competitive. Not this good though. Mm-hmm. They've been great this year, and their pitching has been amazing. See, so my power rankings, I would go right now. I'm going off of the record. Boston first. Uh, I think they, they just right now, I feel like it changes every week, but they've been getting good pitching. If only they could give Sale some damn run support. Yep. They'd have a few more wins. 
Uh, Yankees second. I think that's going to change depending on this upcoming series between the Red Sox and the Yankees. Again, this division is going to go down to the absolute wire. Mm-hmm. I agree. And both teams will be in the playoffs. I'm putting Astros third. And then my fourth team is Seattle. Yeah. That's... The Mariners are relevant again. Yeah, I mean... I, I and it's da- with Ichiro in the front office, not on the field. Did you see Ichiro uh, doing the uh, Bobby Valentine? Yes. Yeah, he put it on a fake mustache. That yeah. Was, that's awesome. <laughs> that was great. But, yeah, I, I mean... I, yeah, I would definitely debate for number four. I, I said Brewers. You said Mariners. I mean, I think those two could be flip flop. Right but again, I, I kind of feel like right now the MLB has the NBA syndrome where it's like, okay, yeah, but I mean, we they, have three teams way ahead. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But let's I, get to the playoffs. But I, I, I don't think the MLB, the MLB didn't build themselves. I mean, in a way, they do because the salary cap situation is yeah. a little. I, I don't like. I always I think there should be some sort of salary cap system, like a proper one. Uh, but the NBA definitely built it to have these power teams. Yeah. Uh, MLB usually there's a couple shocking team, more shocking teams in there. Well, right now probably the Mariners and the Brewers. Yeah. But I, everyone probably picked the Red Sox, Yankees, and Astros to be right up at the top with the Dodgers. But eh. well, yeah, Dodgers have been having an up and down season. So you could be the Royals though, where cracked that lady broke in at four o'clock in the morning and started a fire in the center field. You could be. I mean, I watched the uh, I watched a video today and about the Royals, and it was like, congratulations, welcome back to the bottom pit of baseball. <laughs> Speaking of bottom pit of baseball, what are you thinking about the Mets right now? Nice, dude. Sorry. Um, they're not that bad. Uh, they're bad, but um, they're not that bad. I mean. The I mean, City Degrom Field itself was on fire, but yeah, they're not that bad. That that is true. You uh, are in a better place than the Royals right now. Yeah, we are. Um, we're really working on getting to the Royal spot though. Um, but I, we've had some upside in the past like two weeks, where we've actually won a few games in a row. Dude, Degrom's been great. You I just mean, can't get him support. We need hitting. Uh, and un- unfortunately, uh, Sandy Alderson. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, uh, cancer caught back up with him. Ah, uh, it sucks. Yeah, so uh, he's taping, taking a leave of absence from the front office, and okay. uh, some people are stepping in for for him. But I mean, uh, that that's that's an unfortunate thing for the Mets right now. Um, just not having the hitting. Yeah, just not having the hitting. Tim uh, Tebow. Yeah, no. I mean, we watched him play, and he, he we watched struck, him strike out. We watched him pitches. like three times. Although our, our one friend did get a foul ball from T- Tim Tebow, and you know why? It was because I had that John three sixteen sign. That is exactly not the reason why. <laughs> he hit it our way. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I I had such high hopes for the Mets, but I mean, they, they, I, I become such a. A they got disappointed. Off to a great start. I, I become such a disappointed fan midway through the season, and, and like, yeah, that's the thing. They actually were like good at the beginning of the season, and they gave us hope. You guys just need new doctors. Yeah, yeah, that's. And also I feel true. like they've been saying that forever. Like the Mets, you know, medical. I mean, staff but like, we made some like questionable calls, like Adrian Gonzalez. I mean, we we did release yeah. him, which was a good call, but I mean, we signed him. Right. So I mean, we need we need to get youth that's gonna hit for us. Uh, and pretty much one of the only ways that we're going to get at this point is, is if we trade one of our big pitchers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we trade, we trade Harvey away, but he wasn't a big pitcher anymore. Uh, but we need, we need a 
we need something, and unfortunately, and unfortunately, it's going to come at the cost of our pitchers. And Tim Tebow in City Field in September to fill the seats. Nope. Uh, so speaking of questionable calls made by the Mets, let's get into this week's questionable call. So we were talking about LeBron watch and LeBron saying that he doesn't want any fanfare. He doesn't want the fancy show in front of him. He doesn't want uh, the celebrities like Tom Brady meeting Durant, trying to get him to go to the Celtics or the celebrity meetings, whatever. He's like, I know the stakes. I know what's gonna. I know what's gonna play out with my decision. So I don't need you to try to convince me why to go where I'm going because I already know the, the landscape. So Rick, the questionable call though is even though he doesn't want the fanfare. If you were the GM of the Lakers, Sixers, Rockets, Cavs, and Celtics, and you have to prepare the meeting to convince LeBron James to come to your team, name one athlete in your city and one celebrity that is from the city or is, you know, like a fan of the team that you would bring to the meeting to tell LeBron, come here. Uh, well, starting off with the Lakers, um... Uh, I think we both agree on this. Yeah, Kobe Bryant Kobe and Jack Bryant. Nicholson. Well, I would say Kobe Bryant, but literally, I mean, LeBron is has done Hollywood things. He has friends in Hollywood. Yeah. Jack Jack Nicholson is probably the most famous fan of the LA Lakers, but LeBron has so many other uh, friends who are celebrities out there. You can name a ton. More than I can count with my hands and my toes. Or my fingers and my toes. Probably both of our hands and toes combined. Yeah, so, I mean, you can pick any anything out there. And like you said, most likely that's where he's going to land. Yeah. Uh, for the 76ers, I mean, Allen Iverson. Yeah. Uh, def- definitely a big uh, big guy in, uh, in the 76ers land. Um, I mean, I, Underrated I, statement. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he would be a good one. And, uh, I mean, Meek Mill. I mean, that's... Hold up, wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 you, there's no question there. Yeah. Meek Mill. See, I'm going to say Meek Mill, but I'm going to go with Zach Ertz because I feel like if I oh, was yeah. there, I would be like, I want to bring in a guy who, you know, Philadelphia is trying to talk like, oh, we're new norm, new city of champions. And if you're going to try to convince someone that you're a part of this new norm in the city of Philadelphia, why not bring in a guy just caught the game winning touchdown in a Super Bowl? Yeah, and I feel like out of a lot of the Eagles, Zach Ertz would be the best representation to be able to go and do that. Um, uh, no, your next one was the Rockets, right? Yes. I mean that that one's just that's simple. Yeah. I mean just just say Chris Paul. He's yeah. best friends with him. Just get Chris Paul to talk to him. Yeah, I said Jose Altuve. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um, for celebrity, <sighs> I said Travis Scott. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, was like, oh, he's a good rapper. Yeah, I, I, I don't know many celebrities out in Houston, so they are from Houston. The Cavs, I mean, the Cavs, I mean. You don't really need to bring anyone in because the, it's like, the, just, all right, you coming or you staying? Yeah, I mean, you just bring the his fans and a lot of them are his family type thing. You just have him do that. If I had to pick an athlete and a celebrity, I'd say Corey Kluber and Drew Carey. Yeah. I think uh, Drew Carey's like the only real famous person other than LeBron James to come out of Cleveland. Yeah, true. And Drew Carey does not carry the economy of Cleveland. Yeah, he's more of a Seattle guy. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Sounders. Yeah. Um, Celtics, maybe Gronk. Yeah. That would be a fun one. Um, or And for like celebrities. Yeah, you, like, want, you want to show LeBron what a good time he can have in Boston, take yeah. Gronk. And for celebrities, uh, 
maybe like uh, Ben Affleck or Mark Wahlberg. I said Mark Wahlberg and David Ortiz. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Ortiz all nice. Ortiz received the most write-in votes in the history of Boston to become the mayor of Boston. <laughs> so like after they won the 2013 World Series, they had the whole "This is our bleeping city" speech. Nice. So totally possible. Tell us what you think. If you are the GM of not only the teams we listed, just any team, and you, you like the Brooklyn Nets, who have a zero percent chance of getting LeBron James, unfortunately, I, you know, wouldn't mind that. Um, and you had to pick a celebrity and a athlete to have at the meeting to convince LeBron James to join your team. Tell us at Wide Open Underscore Sports on our Twitter feed, and let's get into. Uh, a little final drive this uh, week. I'm going to start off. Uh, I'm going to, because you covered the uh, the sports athlete for NBA 2K19. Okay. Sports athlete for WWE 2K19 is going to be AJ Styles. I don't know who that is. Yep. Well, I do. Sorry. He's, he's awesome. Because you got really, really enthusiastic and passionate about that. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> What you got next? Um, a bar in Rio will be giving out free shots for the rest of the World Cup every time Neymar hits the ground. <laughs> I don't know if you saw their yeah. last game when he got tripped up and he literally did a barrel roll. Yep. Like, Starfall, do a barrel roll! And probably rolled about six times. Is that six shots? Yeah. Apparently, Moscow is, all, is out of beer. Yeah, well, you know what? I saw this uh, this picture on Instagram. Of it was, the the tagline of it was "Every stadium should do this," and what it was, it was Budweiser. The way they're they're having beer served is it, they have them in cups, but it's they have them in a four pack carrier. So it's it's open cups and like a cardboard carrier, so these people can bring it out to the stadium. So that that was awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, Clay Thompson. He is a newly and once again NBA champion, but he's not a new champion of a Papa shot because he lost to a teenager in China. The you know those uh those like uh, the little arcade basketball. Hoop yep, games. yep, yeah. Those are called Papa shots, and, and apparently she got almost, destroyed. And apparently Clay almost got into a fight in a pickup game there last night too. Oh, I didn't read that. They said it's for whatever reason. Whenever Clay goes to China, it's like the monsters in Space Jam. Like his talent just gets sucked out of him, and he <laughs> either gets in trouble or he gets like embarrassed by somebody. Nice. Which got next? Um, the benches cleared in the Rays and Nationals game the other night. As Sergio Romo tried to fight Michael Taylor in retaliation for a couple weeks ago, the Nationals ran it up on the Rays, and they got, like, a big hit against Romo, and he didn't like it because he was like, you're already killing us. Why are you still going? So he struck out Michael Taylor, a guy who had the hit to put him up, like, 9-1, whatever, and he tried fighting him. <laughs> and the bench is cleared. Nice. Uh, next, uh, soccer stars, Leighton Ivo Berberich. Shows off bizarre ass tattoos in ESPN's body issue. He has like a sun and a lion. Yeah. Very weird. This is probably one of the only times like I'll actually go out my way to look at dudes naked. Just because it's it's so weird. Yeah. But hey, speaking of WWE, Charlotte Flair was in there and that was pretty nice. Next. Nice. Oh. Ilya Kovalchuk, a communist spy, will be returning to the <laughs> NHL. 
and a three-year deal with the LA Kings. And this is all I'm going to say, Bun. Yeah. February 5th, 2019. Mark your calendar. Comes back to New Jersey. Because the Devils already have. Did you see that tweet? Yeah, I saw it. Of um, who's that? Who's that guy from the office? I have I no idea, but I saw the I saw a tweet retweeted, was, retweeted so, so many times. Yeah, if you, if you haven't seen it, it was uh, one of the guys from the office basically writing in a notepad and closing it, and the caption was just two five nineteen. So even the Devils know. Okay, this little fucker is coming back. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you call him a little fucker. He saved the Devils by yeah, by leaving. He did because we don't have to pay that contract, which yeah, is ridiculous. And look at where we are now. Yeah, we're in a lot better spot. Uh, next, uh, Kangaroo causes a delay in an Australian soccer match as he runs onto the field and stands inside one of the boxes. He literally parked himself inside of the box, just like a Manchester United Jose Mourinho team. Yeah. Not really attacking that much, but it took him a few minutes. Like during halftime, he was running through the bleachers, and then the game starting, literally bolted across the field, and everyone's just like, Get out of my way! Yeah, I mean, like in, in MLB, we've had cats, we've had the rally parakeet come onto the field. Wasn't Never one, ha- one guy was attacked by like an eagle, right? Something uh, like that this year? Uh, I don't know actually. I I know the Seah- Seattle Seah- Seahawks, uh, Seahawk, uh, one time was supposed to fly back to its trainer, but instead landed on the shoulder of someone in the in the stadium. Yeah, that's gotta hurt. Yeah, I mean that probably dug in a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I believe you have one more. And the last one is again sports betting is now legal. Hallelujah in the United States. Still need to get down to Monmouth. Yeah. Well, they said that the app is coming out soon. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. God. God help. <laughs> oh, my, God. God help Don't the three. Tell me that. God help the three cents in my bank account. <laughs> um, the Pirates are planning to use the money that they're gonna earn from sports betting to keep their stadium grounds up. Um, that's, that's nice. Um, I don't necessarily believe that, all that. I'm sure they're gonna use some of that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're gonna use it in other places too. Like maybe, you know, Be careful signing some, rows. So, well, no, not, not that. I, I was know, gonna I'm say, I'm gonna say signing some good talent cause they're, they're struggle bus right now too. Yeah. Although they just want to get to the Mets. They're so. going back into the, uh, MLB pit of misery too with the Royals. The both of them like came out at the same time. Now they're both going back. Yeah. But anyway, that is uh, the end of Wide Open Sportscast for this week. And again, you can interact with us at Wide Open underscore Sports on Twitter. And don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud as well at Wide Open Sportscast. And also subscribe to us on iTunes. And uh, like we uh, like we did at the beginning, we uh, played a little Beach Boys for, uh, for my mom, a little Surfing USA at the beginning. We're going to run this one out with... Uh, with some good vibrations because there's going to be nothing but good vibrations ahead my friend and with that i'm rick i am feds you all have a great night good night america happy birthday I hear the sound of a on the through the air i'm picking up good vibrations She's giving me the excitations I'm backing up good vibrations She's giving me the excitations I'm backing up good, good vibrations She's giving me the excitations I'm backing up good, good vibrations She's giving me the excitations
I'm how close you are.